everybody. It's Sean Harwell. You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast, the podcast where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks and maybe yours, maybe not. Maybe you got that crack just sealed tight. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going with that, but uh, let me welcome my co-host into this conversation and maybe he can, uh, he can save me from this. Say hello, Craig Moorhead. The people want to hear you. There's no saving you from that, Sean. Unfortunately, you walk down a dead end road and uh, there's no turns off of it, but can it's I all just right. Go back. You can always turn around. You can always turn around and come back home <laughs> and go home. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. That's probably what I should have done. Episode one. No, I'm Maybe kidding. So. Craig, it's great to have you. Of course, it's great to have the listeners here. We're going to talk about a fun, interesting, uh, it should be lively discussion about this movie today. Um, but before we do that, let me point people to neverheardpodcast.com. That is our central hub to find all the links you need for our social accounts and all our episodes. We've got posters and trailers, all sorts of goodies. If you have not yet reviewed our podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever else you get your podcast that allows you to leave reviews, that would be great if you would do so. We would appreciate it. Word. Craig, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Uh, I'm doing just fine. You know, I got a flu shot yesterday, and I'm actually kind of feeling under the weather a little bit. I don't know if you get the Isn't same kind of thing every that, now and again. I, I, you know what? I'm going to knock on some wood, even though there's none. Mm. Maybe on the bottom of my chair. I don't know. I haven't quite had that experience yet. I know it's a common thing. Yeah. With the flu shot. Hasn't quite happened to me yet. We'll see. Maybe this year will be the year. Maybe uh, this year will be the year. We can only hope. Craig, sad news today. Oh, yeah. Burt Reynolds died. It's unfortunate. Um, it obviously, that will be a, a week old when this comes out. But I'm putting it out there because, you know, here's a guy that's got a very long filmography. Mm-hmm. And if you're out there listening and you know a Burt Reynolds movie that maybe a lot of people haven't seen and should, and maybe a certain podcast should talk about it, let us know. Uh, Craig, have you ever seen any of the movies that he directed? Uh, did he direct Gator? He did direct Gator, yeah, 1976. I haven't seen that one, but I have to say, for whatever reason, <laughs> recently, I've been thinking, man, I really want to watch Gator for some reason. What else did he direct? The one I'm most interested in is Stick, which is an Elmore Leonard yes. adaptation. I've seen uh, that. And then there's Sharky's Machine okay. and a movie called The End. All from the 70s to early 80s. Uh, and then there's a couple others here and there. Some TV movies, some TV episodes. Uh, and then a movie that was called The Last Producer. Also, I think the, the final hint, hit, excuse me, um, varying titles that he did in 2000. But uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll find a, a good good Burt movie to talk about yeah. on this podcast uh, next month. That'd be kind of fun. So if you're out there, idea. you know one to suggest. By all means, we'd love to hear it. And if it's not a Burt Reynolds movie and you still want to make a suggestion, please do that. It's always good. Craig, as I sip my tea here. So you're ready to get down to business. I am, yes. This is hardcore, non-caffeinated uh, <laughs> Trader Joe's peppermint tea. Ooh. 
the manliest of tees, as I like to call it. Um, we're talking college today, the 1927 Buster Keaton silent comedy. But before we do that, of course, I got to ask you what else you've watched in the past two weeks, sir? Sean, I watched a terrific movie that I think everyone on the planet has seen already. What's that? Called Ex Machina, the uh, Alex it. Garland movie that came out a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's one of those movies that was so up my alley. Every friend I had talked about it somehow, never sort of spoiled what happened in it because the mm -hmm. whole time, and I'll just say spoiler alert right now because I'm going to be the guy who spoils things. The whole time, all I'm thinking is, well, that guy's, that guy is a robot. And that's what's going to be the big twist at the end. Like, I was so gotcha. sure of that the whole way through until he, <laughs> like, cut you his... pretty smart, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I get in that mode, it's... I'm insufferable. But anyway, um, really terrific movie. How good is... I believe it's Domhnall Gleeson. I think that's how you say his first yeah. name. That guy's great. I he's mean, so he's great. been in everything now at this point. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't seen Frank, the movie with Michael Fassbender and the paper mache head, I, I highly recommend that. That's another great... Domhnall Gleeson performance and a funny one too. I have not um, seen that. Oh man, you got to get around to that movie. It's good stuff. Well, what really struck me about him specifically is in Ex Machina, he seems like he's 20 years old or <laughs> or even less. And then, yeah, and then, you know, you then you turn around and you're in Star Wars and he seems like, you know, he's a grown ass man. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit just of, shows bit the range. A, yeah. Yeah. Bit of a wide arc there, yeah, with what he can do. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I've not watched anything else uh, movie-wise this week. What about you? Yeah, it was it was a slow uh, one movie-wise for me as well. I did watch the HBO series Sharp Objects with Amy Adams that's mm -hmm. based on the Gillian Flynn or Gillian. I can't remember how she pronounces it. My apologies, right. Flynn novel. Uh, I enjoyed that. That was good. I, uh, ending, it's... It's one of those that warrants discussion, which we'll save for some other place. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's good. And then I've started watching Disenchanted, the, the Matt Groening series on Netflix. And I saw a lot of mixed reviews. I really enjoy it. Like, it's it it feels like comfort food to me in a weird way. It's just like, yeah, I can just watch Matt Groening characters and cartoons and just be happy. You know, it doesn't... <laughs> Yeah. They don't have to be knocking it out of the park every second. But there's some damn funny stuff in that uh, show. It, it, I've really enjoyed it. I almost wrapped that up. And then I think the only movie I watched was I rewatched Moonrise Kingdom, Craig. Oh, wow. And yeah. I, back to that one. Yeah. It, a, uh, it's, I, I really enjoy that movie. It's great. B, it looks amazing. And I think they yeah. shot that on Super 16, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I want to say that. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Maybe there's just sequences. But it looks great. And I, A, there's a couple things I noticed. One, there's a young boy in that movie that is none other than Lucas Hedges, who was recently nominated for an Oscar, I believe, for Manchester by the Sea. Oh, and wow. was in uh, Lady Bird last year. And is going to be in a million things. He's he's quite good. He yeah. plays sort of the badass of the Boy Scouts guy on the on the dirt bike. He's not very nice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I remember, remember him? Yeah, redhead. Yeah. And uh, B, it just it struck me watching that movie that Wes Anderson does not get enough credit for 
the performances that he gets from young people, which seems kind of silly. Yeah. Given that he really broke on the scene with Rushmore, right? Yeah. Um, and Jason Schwartzman in that movie, but then all the other young characters in that movie, and then good God, like the the twins or not twins, but Ben Stiller's sons. Yeah. And Tenenbaums, and Moonrise Kingdom is just chock full of amazingly good performances from people under the age of like 13 and uh man he's he's got a catalog of that stuff by now so yeah wes anderson child director that's a (laughs) takeaway well he's great he's great yeah well let me ask you this about sharp objects yes did you watch everything through the end credits of the last episode i did yes i saw that there was something going on post credits and I think it would be hard to miss. You'd, you'd really kind of have to turn it off like immediately. Right. <laughs> it happens pretty quickly. Uh, I don't think there were two things, but yeah. And that was, it's an interesting strategy uh, utilizing that because it is a major, major plot reveal. Yeah. All right, Craig, we'll wrap that up and uh, we'll see you at Blockbuster Video. <whistles> no, we won't. Okay, okay. let's talk about Mr. Buster Keaton, 1927. The movie is college. If you haven't listened to the tee-up, shame on you, but Mm. you could pause it right now. I'd like to start by issuing a slight correction. My wife pointed out that the pants that jockeys wear and that directors were frequently stereotyped as as, uh, wearing are called jodhpurs. Ah, Nice. Right. John John Burst. Burst, gotcha. Thank you, Gretchen. Um, I think that's the only thing we got wrong in that episode, though, right? I mean, I can only, only assume, <laughs> only right? Only thing wrong in, yeah, 300 episodes, I'd say. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. So, but real quickly, this was a movie directed, uh, in theory at least, or in credit, by James W. Horn. Uh, of course, Buster Keaton claims to have done most of the work himself. And similarly, with the screenplay, which was written by Carl Harbaugh, and Brian Foy, you have Buster Keaton and Cornwall, Flora Bramley, uh, Schnitz Edwards, can't forget him. Old Schnitz. Schnitz, 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 Harold Goodwin, uh, Sam Crawford, Florence Turner, uh, all in the cast there. And IMDb uh, synopsis today is, to reconcile with his girlfriend, a bookish college student tries to become an athlete. Maybe our best IMDb synopsis to date. That feels right Could on the be. money to me. Could be. Could be. Uh, Craig, you picked it. You had not seen it. No. You have. And uh, I'm curious to hear what you, th- <laughs> what you thought on a bunch of levels. But uh, <laughs> you, just, you just guide us on that journey right now. And let's just get your initial thoughts and then we'll dive into it. Uh... You know, for an hour-long silent film, this is a real roller coaster, Sean. It is, yeah. Uh, there are some really spectacular stunts. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought there are some uh, very, very funny gags, as you might expect. There are several gags that are not so great uh, that fall really flat, and it kind of and kind of. I don't know. It's kind of surprising, yeah, that they fall as flat as they do, and then there are just some downright abhorrent things happening. 
There are, yes. Throughout. And so, yeah. So, you know, a, a viewer might not know exactly where they stand or how they feel at the end of such a thing. Uh-huh. Um, but, are you uh, one of those viewers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not one that I would feel like I'd need to go back and see. Uh, gotcha. It's seen now. I, I've, I've completed it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if I need to see it again. Uh, I will say, as far as first impressions go, I watched this on Amazon Prime. Did you also watch it on Amazon Prime? I started it on Amazon Prime and then switched to YouTube, Craig. Well, that's what's interesting because the, the Amazon Prime version is different from other versions you might find. Slightly. Uh, At least, yes. Not, not least of which being the poster image they have for it. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to be. I have no clue what that is. It's, it's just a big... It looks like you're sort of seeing a reflection of light from a window, from like a dim window, uh-huh. in color. And this in the middle of the thing, it just in small letters, it says college. Yeah. And if I, I saw that, that, I would never think that was a Buster Keaton movie. Yeah, no. I just assumed that was a placeholder because they didn't have an actual poster, but I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, and, you know, on that topic, actually, I wanted to point out, even just finding this movie on IMDb, it takes like six, seven clicks. Like you can't, you sure. search for college. It doesn't even pop up in the like first, Mm-mm. which is kind of crazy. But anyway, yeah. um, continue. I'm sorry. No, no. Well, uh, uh, that and, and it seems that anyway, the, the, the version that I watched had a very different beginning where it had a whole uh, text preamble on the screen about, you know, how college isn't isn't as good as the general (laughs) right yeah i did watch that that was so weird i've never it was very strange uh, but then yeah yeah there are other versions that don't have that beginning they just have you know the regular credit slates and then it goes Mm -hmm. into the movie so i don't know um and then and then it's kind of seemed like a lot of the amazon prime version like the framing was really bad and i couldn't tell if that was just true or not it it seemed like maybe it was I don't know, zoomed in a little bit, punched in. There were times when people just seemed to not quite be on screen. And it's like, you know, it's not a big frame. So kind of makes you wonder why they would do that. But, yeah, okay, those are all my initial impressions. Um, It's not my favorite Buster Keaton movie. There are a few good gags. There's at least one sequence that I really, they could have just put the football part back in and taken that part completely (laughs) out. Yep. Um, but even, even within that sequence, I think we'll have something to talk about. What what did you, what did you think, uh, Sean? Well, I'll start with the Amazon YouTube thing. Um, just because I do think the YouTube version, it just looked better. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was just, was clear to me. Yeah. And I believe I watched the exact same one that there is a link to in the, post for the tee up episode on our facebook page so you can find it there but it's very easy to find if you just search on youtube college buster keaton i I think there's a couple different versions of it uh the version i watched and i didn't really go back to watch any of the stuff that i had already seen on amazon i watched maybe 10 minutes on amazon and i was like this just it doesn't look great like i'm gonna go check youtube just to see if it looks a little bit better and uh I did find that, you know, yeah, like the title card was different for starters. And then I I think there may have even been a different score 
on the YouTube one. Oh, really? And then interestingly, the title cards or the dialogue cards on the Amazon Prime, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember them just being black with white text. Yeah. Okay, on YouTube, it's the exact same text. It appears to even be, I think, the same font, but there is a curtain backdrop um, that the text is over. Right. Uh, slightly classier just, presentation. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah, no clue. Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what the difference is. So, I, I don't know. You really, I think, have to dig into this on the internet or in books to find out if there's like a definitive version that's been released on home video. Because my guess is that there's 8 million different DVD labels and VHS labels that just put this out because they could get it for cheap. And sure. uh, some of them tinkered with it. Yeah. But that said, uh, the runtime looked almost identical. I don't think there was any content that was different, but my vote would be the YouTube one if you're going to go sit down and watch this. Uh, Content-wise, I think, you know, my opinion is kind of the same as yours. I mean, there's definitely things that are of an era, um, if not, you know, politically and and socially that we'll get to, but also in the humor as well. My -hmm. biggest beef with the whole thing is just, I felt like it was a little slow getting off the ground comedically. um, And I was just looking for some of those bigger laughs earlier on. And there's some sequences later on, I think, that are great. And it really just becomes this episodic thing, which is, uh, yeah, it's just interesting to look at it from the perspective that we're in. We're we're so used to kind of heavy plotting, and um, and this this big story, and you're just like feeling filling up those minutes in these sort of like studio comedy things, and uh, you know this is not that. It's just it's really really quite simple. Um, yeah, here's a man who is essentially a 1927 version of a nerd mm-hmm. going to college and trying to impress a girl by getting involved in any sport that he can. And he's terrible at all of them. And right. those are just, you know, you can just imagine that you just pick a sport and then you go get your, uh, you know, five to, to seven gags. You film whatever you can get. Right. And that's all you got to worry about. I mean, that's it. Like you just watch those unfold and then, Every once in a while, you check in with the girl and the dean, and uh, that's it. Crazy ending, though. There's a crazy ending here. We will get to it. Do not check out. Uh, you're going to want to listen to all this episode because I've never in my life seen an ending like uh, this movie has. <laughs> right? Yes, the denouement takes us for quite a ride. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was quite a ride for sure. Um, But this movie opens with what I thought was just a nice little cut-to gag, if nothing else. Um, It starts with uh, a title card about, uh, I think it called it the sun-kissed slopes of the Pacific where land and water meet, California. And then you cut to absolutely torrential downpours, Um, (laughs) you know, and it's graduation day, high school graduation, and all these people are pouring in. one of the first clues for me that perhaps I was not seeing the best transfer <laughs> was when Buster and his mother are walking down the street getting drenched. I was like, man, his is that his mom or is that just a girl? Like, I cannot. She right. looks about the same age. As, and like later on, she takes off her hat and whatnot, or she sits down and, and it's 
you get a closer shot of her face and say, like, oh, no, she looks like the appropriate age. Uh, I believe that's Florence Turner playing the mom. Yeah. But man, at first I was just like, what is this? <laughs> a girlfriend? Who is this? Because I think they had already introduced the, the girl. popular girl, Mary. Yeah. Yes. Which, didn't she have a name in the movie, Mary? Did she have a name? Well, even on the opening card of at least the, maybe not the Amazon one, but the other one, she she was still uh, called a girl. I don't remember them if they did call her Mary. I thought they called her Mary at one point in the titles. And then the rival, I think they call uh, Jeff, Jeff Brown. Yeah, was the name yeah. I wrote down. So it is weird that they're credited as nameless characters when in the movie itself. Yeah. <laughs> they appeared to have names. Uh, well, don't know what's going on there in 1927. Well, and here are a couple other things. Like, clearly the, the movie's called College and we're starting at a graduation. Uh, we, you know, uh, f- anyone should be able to gather that they're graduating from high school. Sure, yeah. I'll still say none of that looked like any high school I could ever imagine. <laughs> like... Well, it seemed like you had a council of old men sure. sitting on the stage. Uh, people were coming up at the graduation and giving speeches. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, uh, you know, everyone's in, in suits, obviously. And no one looks remotely teenaged. No. Uh, yeah. Whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah. So there was, you know, visually that doesn't really sell it. There's nowhere that actually says high school. Or anything like that. Could have been just a private school or something, perhaps. Maybe. Um, Although it was co-ed, so I don't know yeah. if that was a thing as much back in the day. I do. You you remember the movie Heaven's Gate? Seen that Michael yeah. Cimino movie? You remember yeah. their college graduation? I think it was like Harvard or wherever it was. It was like the first half hour of that movie or whatever. Um, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I forgave it the fact that this was quite different as far as anything I've ever, you know, yeah, anything sure. that, sort of modern version of a high school graduation. But uh, well, let me ask you one other okay. question. Yeah, because uh, there are a lot of obvious gags in yeah. this opening bit. There's one gag that was so subtle I didn't even understand it until it was completely over. <laughs> okay, did you? Were you like a hundred percent? Did did you understand what was going on with his suit? No. During the whole explain thing. this to me because yeah, I was wondering at a certain point. Uh, there's there was what appeared to be an obvious thing going on with it, but I didn't know. Right. Well, I assumed it was that. Uh, I mean, what would it be like a wool suit or something? He walks in the driving rain and sits down next to a radiator and by the time he gets up on stage like his sleeves are short and his vest is busting off of him oh i missed that okay but that i mean shrink. so subtle <laughs> yeah. like so subtle uh, i mean and granted there there are shots later where like the buttons are popping off his vest but honestly at that point i was kind of like why are we focused on buttons <laughs> popping off his vest and like i had to kind of like go yeah, back I, through the whole thing I'm i was like oh totally missed that yeah okay so he is, uh, that is, that is a nerdy thing to do is for your suit to shrink in the it middle is. of graduation. Well, and that's funny that that's a, a, a subtle, you know, bit of humor there when so much of this is, is not subtle, you know? Um, yeah. you know, there's the, the bit where it's like he's sitting there and he can't 
figure out how to open the umbrella or close it. I can't remember what it was, you know, and uh, here he is graduating college or graduating high school, excuse me, and he doesn't know how to do that. Um, And then he gets called the school's most brilliant scholar. Um, (laughs) And he, he goes up on stage and man, like people are just howling with laughter at him. And that, that actually, I was confused about that, but maybe that was in reference to the fact that his suit looked so funny and small. Yeah, um, maybe. But it wasn't, like you said, it was, just, it was subtle enough that it, it, that didn't translate to me at all. No. Um, but I did like the fact that, you know, one of those old men who was leading this procession said, Ronald will now speak on the curse of athletics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, can, you can't imagine anything nerdy. I mean, that's like a Simpsons level gag of like <laughs> the nerd really getting is. up on stage at, at graduation and talking about that. Um, it was pretty it. funny. Yeah. In yeah. general, how the academics in the movie are so opposed to athletics. Oh, totally. Just, yeah. just blindly opposed. And, you know, whereas in our reality today, those athletics pretty much pay for the school. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, w- it's within that speech that we get the leaning gag, which I don't know. I'd l- I, you should look into where that originated, but I feel yeah. like, like what not, was that making fun of? Yeah. Yeah. And like there wasn't a silent comedy star who didn't do that at some point, you know? Um, right. I don't know. So he's speaking and he's just leaning left and leaning and not tipping over. He said something about. Uh, I wrote it down here. What have Ty Ruth and Babe Dempsey done for science? Obviously, Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth there. This nerd is mixing up the names, of course. Oh. And which, yeah, that yes. kind of bothered me. The, the hurdling, the javelin, he says later. I'm yeah. like, but you're supposed to be really smart. Like you would know how to to talk about it. Right, exactly. You know, um, like, but, but then you get another decent cut to gag when... They cut from him to the audience, and everybody except his mom has left, which yeah. I thought that was kind of, I mean, just the concept of it was kind of funny, whether the execution of it isn't. Yeah. But um, yeah, graduation's over. He leaves. He comes outside, and uh, the girl, the popular girl, is waiting, and she gives him a bit of the what for for his speech and how wrong it was and tells him, when, he, when you change your mind about athletics, I'll change my mind about you. And granted, Mm-mm. I don't think they ever established that she does anything athletic because, of course, this is 1927. I don't right. know that there are women's athletics, period. Right. Um, but I guess she's just fond of of athletics and, and athletes. I don't know. But um, I thought that was interesting just because... I don't remember anything prior to that really connecting the two of them or that she might have no. any interest in him whatsoever. Yeah. You know? I felt the same way. Yeah, if he's if if the idea is that he's trying to win back his girlfriend, she did not seem like his girlfriend. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they had a history. In fact, if anything, she's with the rival. Um Right. He clearly likes her. Yeah. That came through. Yeah. But anyway. But uh yeah. So they leave graduation, they walk home in the rain, and um, you know he, he expresses his wish that he could go to college as well. Uh, his mom says they can't afford it. He suggests, well, you know, lots of boys are working their way through, and as he's talking and continuing to walk, 
he doesn't notice that his mom has actually like turned off at their house and so he's just walking holding the umbrella over her and there's no yeah. one there that's yeah it's a good it's a good sight gag it there. Is. um it's also i don't know it's it's one of the few moments i guess where i felt any toward any sort of like real sympathy for the guy you know yeah. or for this character and uh it's helpful, uh, you know. Sure. I mean, because you're thrown right into college. Like that, as soon as he shows up on campus, he's literally walking past a um, like a soda shop, drugstore, pharmacy that's got a, a sign up for for help wanted. Um, and actually, Craig, I should clarify, the sign technically says "Boy Wanted," which again, that's uh, that's. Yeah, that's 1927. That's not gonna have. Please don't respond to anyone uh, no. who has a sign up that says "Boy Wanted" in 2018. Call no. the cops. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think about all that sequence there? I mean, it kind of um, it felt a little obvious as far as what it was setting up. Sure. But there were things I liked about it. You got the man. Yes. Who's literally just put the sign in the window. I mean, just turned around. And then yeah, Buster yeah. Keaton comes walking in. Thought that was a nice little touch. And then you find out that what he's looking for is another boy like the one, the soda jerk, he's already got. And that and guy the, is like yeah. the Tom Cruise of cocktail of soda jerks. <laughs> he's just he's flipping the glasses around. Very and, talented. Uh, it was just kind of neat to, to see somebody mm-hmm. do that, period. Yeah. And B, I mean, you know exactly what's going to happen. There's no doubt whatsoever that Buster Keaton is going to be incapable of doing anything like that. Right. And it's really just a matter of when that's going to reveal itself. And I honestly didn't know if it was going to happen right then and there or not, because it did seem weird that he's, he's showing up. I mean, this is before he's even gone to his dorm room, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I ask you, Craig Moorhead, when you showed up, North Carolina School of the Arts. Did you go to your dorm first, or did you go look for a job first? I got three jobs before I got to my dorm. Holy cow! That day, that's Sean, impressive. That's too. right. Well, I have to make my way through college. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew you were a hard worker, but I didn't know it was that yeah. to that extent. It is. Well, yeah. It's just uh, that's a different experience. Um, so let's talk about the dorm room a little bit, shall we? Let's do it. I don't quite know if there's a right word to use it. I mean, it feels like maybe dormitory is more appropriate in this sense that it is a room with, I don't know, six or seven beds in it, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's it definitely a shared experience, a suite, if you will, perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps you would call it that. Um, there's signs up all over the walls, posters, mm-hmm. typical college experience there, you know. Sure. I had a poster of, uh, I believe, Nine Inch Nails on my wall. Indeed. What about you? What did you have on your wall? Uh, let's see. Anything I had a, good? I had a Die Hard poster. Nice. And I think like a poster of the one of the Pixies albums. Very good. And then probably a lot of like Christmas lights. Oh, you yeah. Know, like yeah, sure. stranded all. Yeah. Yeah, big incense burner, I remember. If, oh, right. man. Patchouli. Couldn't burn enough. <laughs> Truly, if that's something you burn. Yeah. Well, did you ever in your experience in college have a poster that mentioned anything about beans? I didn't, but 
now that I know what I know, I wish I had. Yeah, me too. So I took a picture of this when I was watching it. I had to pause it and stop it because I couldn't believe it and was just confused and uh, humored by it. But yeah, so one of the one of the posters, this is a very long way to get to this, but <laughs> one of the posters <laughs> on the wall is just basically a sign that says, what? No beans? That's yeah. it. Beans That's is it. underlined. And it's what exclamation? No right. beans question mark. And it's, there's nothing, there's no drawing. There's nothing to kind of <laughs> nope. clue you in where this indignation about beans is coming from. Yep. Nope. So something some PA wrote with a, with a Sharpie. Probably. Um, we need whatever. something right there. Yeah. And that's. And there it was. I don't know. I'm assuming perhaps that's an inside joke, maybe a reference to, to another uh, Keaton film, perhaps. I have something on that matter a little bit later, but I did enjoy the what no beans signs. What no beans. <laughs> if someone out there would like to make me a t-shirt that says what no beans, I will gladly wear it. Yes. And thank you uh, profusely. Mm-hmm. Moving on, I think it is in this dormitory when uh, Dean Edwards... The, what we just can only presume is the dean of this university. Right. I believe pops his head in and talks about how he's heard from Ronald's principal about what a good student he is. And you're right, Craig. I do believe in this moment he used the words athletics infested to describe yeah. <laughs> uh, the university over which he presides. And boy, that is definitely uh, something that has changed quite a bit. Unless you it did has. go to North Carolina School of the Arts. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting that he's the dean of this college. And this college clearly has a vast sports uh, department going on. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so for someone who really dislikes sports, you have sports that I've never even seen at a college. Uh, although I know they, you know, crews still exist. So I'm just saying, like, that's a pretty wide range of sports for for a dean who doesn't like sports. Yeah, you might say it's infested. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out, though, mm. that unless I'm really mistaken, mm-hmm. there is no point after this, or before it, in fact, where we ever see Ronald in a classroom at this university. <laughs> um, That's true. I think we only see him doing sports and working. From There's this no moment learning. forward. Yeah. That's true. So, I mean, maybe he's got a good point. Maybe they maybe they don't even have classes. I mean, maybe this is just literally sports you. That's what this is. Could be. Uh, one of the next title cards we had said that Sunday found Ronald taking physical exercise. And yes. I don't know if you remember this, but physical was spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-A-L. Because now we're cutting to the soda shop, and this is a payoff to our setup. And uh, we get to see Buster Keaton trying to be Tom Cruise cocktail soda jerk 1927. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I, how, did, how did that pay off for you there, watching him do that? Uh, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Sure. Uh, it is still definitely somewhat entertaining because... You know, in order to get across how inept he is at doing it, Buster Keaton actually has to be pretty talented. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff moving around. Probably my favorite bit was he, uh, I can't remember exactly how it happens. He grabs up one glass and he's going to put something in it 
Something goes wrong. He puts that glass down, picks up another glass, grabs a scoop of ice cream, tries to throw it into the glass he's holding, but it just disappears behind the counter. <laughs> yeah. And then he puts that glass down that he's holding and picks up the other glass that he just put down, and that's where the ice cream landed. Like, nice. that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I was kind of digging that. But there is that feeling of, like, I don't know. Like, there, there are no stakes for this. I don't really care about this. Uh, right. You know, like... Honestly, like my feelings about that whole scene, for me, it was just more like he could have gone in and said, hey, can I have a job here? And the guy says no. And I would have felt the exact same way, <laughs> I think, that, you know, yeah. like, um, like it's, it's definitely some good stuff. But you just I mean, you just know exactly what is going to happen every step of the way. What about you? I felt some relief just because I felt like this was the kind of stuff I was paying my ticket for you know hmm. um i wanted to see some of this like physical acumen and and just see the the like gag like yeah like the full-bodied him at work kind of thing um throwing stuff around and so finally I, I got like a taste of that so i appreciated that yeah, yeah. there's really nothing to it i did like when he finally slid the glass across the counter and it just completely flew off and landed on some yeah. other, I mean, that was solid, you know. Uh, you know, it, again, it's like it, it takes a lot of skill to do that, and it's it's neat to see. Um, sure. And then, you know, if there is anything plot happening here, it is that the girl is actually in the soda shop and he notices her. And I don't know, man. I, I I'm a bit confused why he necessarily would be embarrassed to be seen doing that by her, you right. know, and yet it, it works fine, you know, whatever, but, um, it he, works fine. Yeah. And I guess that was one thing I was wondering too, is, you know, am I just not getting the idea? Is it like a, a rich versus poor thing that kind of know, wasn't set yeah. up? You know? I mean, it doesn't, other than the fact that, we know that she obviously can afford to go to college and there was some concern about that with him. Right. Maybe it's a class thing a little bit, but again, she has told us as long as he changes his mind on athletics, then boom, you know, he's got an in yeah. with her. So I don't know where this fits in exactly. Right. But it was kind of interesting in that he sees her and like he very quickly like takes off the apron and just pretends to be sitting there enjoying a drink himself at the soda counter and then the boss walks over and uh he just kind of up ups and quits uh which i guess maybe he's he would indeed get fired i don't know but right. um so he quits he walks out he takes the boy wanted sign with him and puts it back up in the window which uh it was kind of nice um and then i really think it's uh this is when it gets super kind of episodic. I mean, he's literally yeah. walking back to campus and he leans against what's, what he thinks is a wall and it turns out to be a door. And then behind that door is essentially the baseball field. Um, yeah. And then like all that stuff, like logistics wise, I don't, I, I don't really know what was going on. I mean, were they just having like tryouts <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. That's what yeah, I, okay. I yeah, it had to like, be, you know, he just walked right up and yeah. yeah, he's in a baseball uniform and he's just trying to play. I mean, some of the gags here I thought were really good. Um, you know, I enjoyed the fact that like he put on the umpires or the catcher's stuff to play third base. That got a laugh out of me. Um, yeah. 
there's a moment where somebody hits a pop fly and like it lasts like 15 seconds right like it's like the longest pop fly ever um and but like keaton is like rounding the bases when he's not supposed to be rounding the bases and he he slides home and it's a really good physical fall there like he just comes up way short like his whole body just like almost buckles over and uh i like that you know but there's that's a pretty long sequence man um how did that Mm -hmm. hold up for you comedically uh i mean most of it was good it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of pratfalls yeah um i have to say even just you know just him mimicking how everyone's standing kind of made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Just kind of that that squat down, the batting. Oh yeah, segment. <laughs> he like scares off like a, all those guys are just sitting down resting, and then he's like swinging the bat, and they're terrified, and they're just running yeah. away. Um, uh, so I mean, yeah, like it was, you know, again, kind of what you said. This, this is what you paid, you know, for your ticket. This sure. is what this is why you came. Um. But again, there's there's still, and I feel like this is over most of the movie. There's still just that feeling of like, yeah, like I know, like this is, this is exactly what I expected. Yeah, um, I don't still no know stakes. that this. Yeah, it doesn't really, like the stakes are that he wants the girl and he's got to be good at sports to get the girl, but it, but beyond that, it doesn't ever seem like it changes. I guess. Right. It's like okay, you're bad at baseball. Okay, I'll go try tra- track. Oh, you're bad at track. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go try, and it's just like. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very episodic that way. Yeah. Every time it kind of resets back to one and then you do it again. So, yeah, it's definitely some funny stuff. I mean, the guy is funny in general, though. Like, mm-hmm. he's got that deadpan thing and I, and that always kind of makes me laugh. So... Yeah. Um, I that, did very much like how that sequence ends. Me too. I believe is with the trampoline. It does. I, I just wanted to point out real quickly, I liked yeah. and noticed the fact that they cast that whole sequence physically pretty well because he is by far the smallest dude out there. And um, oh, yeah. they use that to their advantage. But yeah, t- talk about that trampoline thing because that was, I mean, I guess it's not trampoline. It's basically like a blanket uh, that they, yeah. that the, the basically the, the big dudes, the other college baseball players throw him on and then launch him into the air. And uh, Right. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, first of all, we're we're taking we're talking about basic bullying here for sure yeah they uh they grab the, the guy they don't like because he's not good at sports um mm-hmm. and they 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 they're a bunch of guys and they're holding the blanket and they put him on there and they're just throwing him up in the air throwing him up in the air and they're throwing him up in the air right in front of this building and there's this uh, lady who's getting dressed up in the top there and obviously she thinks he's he's kind of doing a peeping tom situation yeah so she doesn't really appreciate that too much so she's freaking out. And he gets a hold of a of an umbrella, I think from her. I can't remember. Yeah, she was trying to hit him with it. I think. Yeah. Oh right. He grabs an umbrella, and this is really my favorite part of the whole uh, sequence, is because then in the wide shot they throw him up in the air, and then they slow the film, or I guess mm-hmm. they overcrank the film, but the but the film goes into slow motion once he's up in the air, so that it's he great. floats down because he's got the umbrella. Yeah. Oh, just like that's great. It's it's totally clear how they're doing the trick. It's like, it's not that. It's not like. It's fooling you, but it's it's very neat. Uh, they do that, and then they have a few close-ups where they're kind of faking it, which I thought was great. And the woman is still freaking out. And then, and then like around that point, I'm kind of like, okay, well, I think yep, we've done as it, much right? as we're gonna do. I did thought the and same then, thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
and they throw him up in the air and he grabs onto the outside of the little balcony of the woman's place and she's beating on him and then she and he go tumbling out of the window all in a wide shot just tumbling out of the window into the trampoline just like basically looks like they just go straight into the ground oh the whole balcony the whole side of the balcony the whole like thing like crashes off. off yeah and i mean yeah it seems like a very precarious thing it's only like it's a little over a story tall it's like probably 12 13 feet in the air where her feet are yeah so she's coming down like it and basically on top of him i don't know how they managed that fall seems like that would have been a real good way to get people hurt but they fell out and then all the guys who were holding the blanket scatter and they cut back to the lady laying on her back, and she kind of sits up in a daze. And then Buster Keaton's head comes up right down, like like between her feet, because he's under her. He's been pressed into the ground because she's yeah. a big lady. <laughs> and uh, and she freaks out, and he he runs away. Solid button to that segment. That uh, I think was the biggest laugh for me in the entire movie. May have been was that tearing down well the balcony. Timed. I did not see that coming, yeah. and <laughs> it was great. Oh man! Oh, um, uh, and there's something exciting about yeah stunts during this time mm-hmm. where you know they're just not being nearly as careful Definitely as they not. are these days. So yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of exciting. Yeah, somebody could have died in that sequence. I don't know. Really could have. Yeah, they may. There may be casualties. Um, but something else I didn't see company coming happens pretty closely after oh, this sequence, yeah. and that is. Our, our next job adventure and our next help wanted sign, which says wanted colored waiter. And you know, you're in trouble when you see that. Now, yeah. pr- did you know about this sequence prior? I no clue. Okay. I had read something about it. So I, 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 when I did the research for the tee up, I knew it was coming. I didn't read anything further about it, but, uh, so why don't, why don't you, Talk us through this a little. Let's just see. You, know, you can just describe the sequence, and then we'll get sure. thoughts and opinions. But um, yeah. So it looks like we're in kind of a fine dining establishment. Everyone seems dressed up. Seems like a nice place to be. And then uh, Buster Keaton comes walking out of the kitchen in blackface. Yep. And uh, my heart sank. <laughs> Uh, By the way, did you go, oh, possible. God, what did I pick? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, of course, it's <laughs> yeah. my pick. Sure, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, oof, there's a lot to unpack. So mm-hmm. he's in blackface. Not a good idea. I'm going to put it out there for everybody. Go, go out on a limb. Pretty radical. Don't do blackface. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, you know, this is whatever, however long ago it was. It's quite a while, almost 100 years. Uh, no excuses. Anyway, so he's posing as a black person so that he can be a waiter in this restaurant. Uh, even though it doesn't appear that money is putting that great a strain on him. I'll just throw that out there. Well, and keep For in all mind, of them trying he, to get money. He could have kept yeah. that soda jerk job if, you know, I mean, conceivably, if he had just yeah. not quit. <laughs> so, anyway. anyway. Yeah. He decides this is a surefire way to do things. So he comes out. He comes out to to serve the first person that he's going to serve, and it's a bowl of soup or something, I think. And he puts it down, and the guy gives him the business because he's like, "Well, how much you've served me something you haven't put your thumb in." Yep. And Keaton is uh, 
you know, understandably miffed at that. So he goes in to the kitchen. He comes out, I think, with a coconut. He does, yes. It was coconut. Puts it down in front of the guy. Yep. As if to say, screw you. Yep. And a, a, a cup of coffee that the coffee cup was upside down on the saucer. Oh, that so was when good. just lifted a, yeah, lifted the cup. There's yeah. the coffee. Um, Had it not been sort of in that racist sort of wrapping. Right. That would, that would have been a pretty good gag. I yeah. wonder if this is where they got the idea for the movie Soul Man. Like, if somewhere watching this, they're like, you know what? That's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should take that yeah. moment and turn it into a feature. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I uh, it was interesting uh, for sure, you know, because you do at least get a few shots in the kitchen where you right. see the rest of the black staff. And, you know, of course, later on, part of the gag is that some of the paint comes off of his face and he does not realize it. And the staff does and they start picking up their knives and he has to go running out of there. Um, Right. So I don't know. Maybe we should. Well, I don't know. Can we come back to that? (laughs) It's like hard to, to continue to move on. I mean. Yeah. One of the articles I said was talking about this specific scene in reference to the rest of the movie and sort of what we do as a society with problematic art from people that are just like heralded uh, as being very good at what they do, but reflecting, you know, bad things of their era. Uh, Sure. And I don't think it came to any conclusion. And I don't know that I, I have one to offer. I don't know. I don't understand what the larger racist joke was. Right. I mean, I I guess in terms of, okay, we want him to be in a restaurant where we have African-Americans serving so that he can be in blackface because that's hilarious. Is that the gag? Like, because it didn't seem like they were really making fun of any of the people in the kitchen. No. Like, there didn't seem to be like crazy stereotypes happening. Yeah. yeah, you're not really laughing at him because, well, I don't know. I'm sure people did laugh as soon as he walked out of that kitchen wearing Sure. The, you know, I'm sure that got laughs. Um, but it's really like, you know, it doesn't become sort of situational comedy until the paint starts to come off, right? Right. Um, I mean, I guess in a way... Or I was going to get caught. You know, that's kind of the thing. It's like, you know, how long you're watching to see how long the suspense of the charade will last. Well, I guess that's the thing is like what what the the only way it serves the story is that he's not recognizable by the girl so that he can serve her. True. Yeah. Without her understanding who it is. Uh, but man, yeah, what a bummer. Yeah, and which is kind of a bummer even just because that's almost an exact variation and a minor variation on exactly what happened in the soda jerk thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you repeat a joke that makes sense, but it wasn't that great in this <laughs> in the soda it thing. It really wasn't. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they could have come up with something better than that as far as like if you want to not see the girl. Um, yeah. I think they just kind of come up with something funnier than that, honestly. Um, yeah. Even just the situation. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll come back to that, I think, maybe. But let's let's move on, because, again, it's like you're thrown into these moments and then the next thing you know, it's, okay, yep, he's out of there, and now he's on to track and field. And he's just sort of like walking up on the field, and he's yep. got on his track suit. 
and we get to see him literally go through every possible event <laughs> of the decathlon, yeah. I think, here. Um, you know, he takes his attempt at, at running, and you get a little moment where two kids, you know, one kid's chasing another kid, and they actually <laughs> run past him, which was kind of funny. Yeah. I like that one. Sure. Um, and then there's a pretty long sequence where he takes his turn at the high jump. And, you know, he's moving the bar and he's terrible at it. He takes it right on the chin. I think he breaks the bar in half at one point. Yep. Um, he got the shot put. Uh, what else was that? I mean, there's the hurdles. There's like all of it. Like yeah. pole vault. Uh, it's like when Carl Harbaugh was sitting there scripting it out. Mm -hmm. He said, well, here's a list of different sports, different track and field sports. Yep. And we're just going to line them up and, uh, and knock them down as we go. Yeah. No rhyme or reason. But yeah, I mean, definitely, again, some good gags. I actually, I, I liked the gag of the kids running by him. I thought that was pretty yeah. good. Uh, uh, I, I, I kind of feel like the high jump went on a little too long. Right. For what yeah. it was. Like, I kind of feel like he could have just done like one bad jump and been like, okay, well, I'm done with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he really, they really uh, milked that for as long as they could. Yeah, it would be so interesting, man. Like, wouldn't you just love to be able to sit in the theater when this came out and, like, knowing that hey, a lot of the people that are there have probably seen a ton of his other movies. Yeah. Like, how hard are they laughing during this kind of sequence, you know? Like, where does sure. this really fit in into the humor of, of what this guy has done? Um, but, you know, we can't, so I don't know. Yeah, um, but no. it, it was just interesting to watch, though, you know, because it, it really is exactly what you're talking about. Like, it, it's a bit of a checklist there. And I don't even remember kind of how it wrapped up. But at a certain point, I found myself watching the regular athletes a little bit more going, wow, these guys are pretty good. You know, it's like it was, <laughs> I was just kind of impressed by what they were doing, you know, and they, they did seem yeah. like real athletes that were, were capable here. And um Certainly, they uh, yeah, the pole vault and the, and the high, and they're just like landing, like they didn't have bags. They're just landing in sand that's been piled yeah. up, you know, like even on the, on the pole vault and say, like, man, that, that probably hurts a little bit. Um, well, and how about the javelin? Do you remember the javelin shot? Yes. I, I, and I was trying to figure out were they, were they faking that or did they just move the camera back to a certain point where they knew the guy wasn't going to throw the javelin beyond it? Because... The first guy throws a javelin. It's all seems to be one shot. Like you see him wind up. He's way far away. He runs up, throws it, and then it lands like I don't know, within a couple yards of the camera. Sure. It's kind of like yeah, everybody there could have been dead. Um, I don't yeah, know. Uh, I I wondered that as well. Um, because in some ways I feel like it, that's harder to cheat. You know, like it would be yeah. like what do you? Yeah, where would he throw that? Well, exactly. I, I don't. I don't think. I. I think it had to be. You know, just somebody who throws a javelin constantly. Yeah. And they were like, "This is how far it will go. Like, it's not going to go beyond this." Yeah. I mean, they could you know, set up some sort of like, you know, wall situation where the camera. You know, they're protected a little bit. Sure. Just in case he ever yeah. threw it, and maybe this It'd is one of those uh, moments where they stop to have a impromptu baseball game so that they could figure it out uh, <laughs> like we talked about in the tee-up yeah well, yeah it was a, it was a good shot you know um but yeah i i kind of like just enjoyed watching all those 
those actual athletes yeah. do their thing. So after this, we get a little bit of plot intrigue here when uh, the dean basically demands that Ronald uh, be made the coxswain of the crew team, right? The coxswain. It's a fun word. Basically, I don't. That's the guy that sits at the end of the boat and says "row." As far as I understand it, but I think they also do some right. steering and some, some other things. Yeah. If you crewed, I'm sorry. Um, you're basically the captain. I mean, mm-hmm. you're. Yeah, exactly. You're coaching the the fellas. But uh, the coach does not like this idea at all. Um, and then, in fact, like you get a shot of him telling the rest of the team. I wrote down the quote. Boys, get out the smelling salts. Little Lord Fauntleroy is the new coxswain, which that whole sequence made me laugh. But um, uh, they have a conversation, and he really plants the the idea that something should, quote-unquote, happen to Ronald before their big meet. And, uh, you know, maybe that's a little bit of foreshadowing the kind of thing we would see with Animal House and Revenge of the Nerds with... uh, you know, some of these unscrupulous professors and schemes. coaches, yeah, scheming yeah. To, to change the game here. And basically, it sounds like, you know, in modern times, I, I read that as like, it sounds like he's saying somebody should kill right. <laughs> Buster Keaton here just so they could win this race. But that's not exactly what happens. He ends up putting uh, what appears to be some sort of sleeping pill or powder yeah. into the cup of, of tea or coffee. For Ronald, and of course, those get mixed up and switched. So you do get your your shots of of Buster Keaton on one of those boats, and I don't know. I I thought in this sequence there was less of really great gag physical stuff, although there were some good things. But I right. I just kind of was like, you know what? These are pretty good shots here. Uh, there's some good filmmaking going on. It's never easy to get boat stuff, anything, you know, let yeah. alone back then when the, I, you know, the cameras are, are way different and just trudging around those tripods and stuff. And, and you are trying to get gags. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Like you are trying to, yeah, deliver yeah. some jokes. I did like the shot of Buster Keaton sort of basically sitting so that his butt was more or less in water um, trying <laughs> to help steer, the, yeah, yeah, with his ass and, uh, and that little rudder attached to it um but i don't know i mean as far as anything that's contributing to the movie (laughs) at that point i was like okay i guess we're just gonna get through this here and and hopefully laugh a few (laughs) times and then we'll see how this resolves but um one thing i wanted to mention in that moment was uh i think there were two boats used one they Mm -hmm. break originally uh, but one of them was named what I thought was Damfino. Yeah. Now, I, it stuck out enough to me that I wrote it down because just because of like it had a single shot, it was very clearly something that you were supposed to read, right? Right. And uh, did you pick up on anything with that, or do you know anything about that? I did. I don't know anything about that. Okay, so I looked it up. Actually, as urban slang in this, I can't believe I didn't even think of this, it's, it's damn if I know, right? Damned if I know. Oh. Okay. But uh, that's a throwback to the name of his boat in the sh- short film from 1921 called The Boat. 
And ah, the boat. Apparently, at least according to Urban Dictionary, and I, I did, I'll pull this up in a second too, but like hardcore fans of Buster Keaton refer to themselves as damn finos or damn finos. <laughs> and like when I Googled this, like immediately, um, there's like Lady Damn Fino, the Damn Finos is BusterKeaton.org. It's on his site. Um, wow. There's a blog spot from some lady who's like, it, she calls herself a vintage loving gal. So I don't, I don't even know if this is like a, a, a thing, but it's out there. That's Damn a Fino. good find. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, anyway, back to the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, if I'm not mistaken, there was a bit of parallel cutting during the cruise sequence to the rival yes. showing up at the girls' uh, dormitory. Yes. And I believe that woman in the sort of trampolining gag was kind of like the den mother of the girls' dorm. Right. We find out in these moments. And boys are absolutely not supposed to be up there. And of course, she mentions that if they were find out, found out, she would be expelled. And it didn't seem like that worked both ways, right? <laughs> like I got not. the distinct impression. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If a boy was in your room, uh, whether fault. it was your fault or not, yeah, you're you're out of there. The boys, yeah, the boy's probably yeah. gonna get to stay. But, um, you know, that's the way the world works, I guess. Um, and it was an interesting turn for the rival because he then says, well, good. Did he say I, he had been expelled? But, yeah, he does say he was expelled that morning. Right. <laughs> and yeah, what a thing to throw Which is, I'm like, well, what did why? he do? Yeah. What in the world did he do? Yeah, he killed somebody, man. And he I wants to... Yeah, maybe people got expelled a lot more easily back then. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, it was yeah. just uh But yeah, so he wants to take her with him. And so he's not leaving till she's going to go with him. And I mean, she's not going to go with him. But she wanted to go and cheer for Ronald because he told her she was going to be the that he was going to be the coxswain. Right. And uh I mean, what girl has not dreamed of her boyfriend being the coxswain? Mm, man. Or man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but of course, but she's not there. Sean, not the important there. thing is they win that race, mm-hmm. but then he's the only one who doesn't have a girl who's happy to see him. So he's he's really bummed out. He has no idea what's going on. He's bummed out. Not yet. He. Uh, yeah. I don't think, is there anything that tips him off about that in that moment? I, I remember. Yes. Okay. So there's something that tips him off there. Someone says, uh, what do they say? Well, he makes a phone call. A phone call? He decides to call her. Okay. And then she pulls out her hidden phone. Don't know why it was hidden. Hidden under a doll's dress. <laughs> oh, Very interesting. Right. And then, and so what he hears is her saying hello and the guy coming over and like, get off that phone. And, you know, yep. he hangs up the phone and rips out the cord. And, so now our hero knows that his lady love is in danger. Right. And everything that he's just been trying to do athletically and failing at he now has an opportunity to sort of utilize to save this girl. Right. And I, I did like the shot and I somewhat confused how they did it. There's a shot of him running, you know, on his way to her dormitory where he appears to kind of take a corner and slide 
while he's while he's standing up just in his shoes yeah across concrete and uh yeah i mean you can't, I mean, you can't do that like without just, those little like wheelies shoes right I mean, it looks like he does it completely on his own yeah it was amazing i mean they they could have just used a different surface i suppose for that section yeah. but it didn't look like it i mean it just looked like normal sidewalk um it did look like normal sidewalk and it was an impressive slide yeah it really was yeah uh and then he I was wondering because in the track and field sequence, as we talked about in the tee up, we learned that there was a pole vault stunt that he himself did not do. And that was one of the few stunts yeah. Keaton didn't do. But everything in the track and field sequence, there's not much pole vault stuff. And I was like, oh, that's totally him. What are they talking about? But yeah. that's because when he gets to this dorm, there happens to be a stick and he's able to pole vault up into that second story window. And they, that's totally where they used. Uh, a body double, right? Had yeah. to be. Um, and so, I don't know. Uh, he goes in and he saves the girl. The dean and the house mother bust, bust in, right? And yep. they say, you know what this means? And the girl says, yes, it means we're going to get married. Uh, talking about <laughs> her and Ronald. And then, yep. uh, so let well, let's tag team the next... Is it maybe 45 seconds long? Is it even that? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's probably 15 seconds long. Okay, all right, we'll tag team Shot, shot, shot. Shot, shot, shot. So, Buster Keaton picks her up. They jump out of the window onto the fire escape. Then what do they do, Craig? They go straight to a church. Uh Uh-huh. And they immediately walk out of the church, now completely married. Yep. Uh... We cut to oh, we cut to a few years in the have, future, right? Maybe. Right. I, I I would say so. Yep. He's in a chair smoking a pipe. There are kids <laughs> yep. running around, and then we dissolve to the both of them in their old age, as I remember. Yes, and uh, it looked like the joy had really gone out of Buster Keaton's face. <laughs> like I, yeah. I had the distinct impression in that split second there that. This couple was, they were, they were just kind of tired of each other at this point in their old age. And then, and then cut to. Cut to gravestones. Gravestones. The end. I mean, and that is, you know, (laughs) the, the end of your movie usually just suggests how things will be. Yes. And this one just takes you for the whole ride. I, I appreciated that. You know, honestly, the, the humor there at the end was so fast uh nuts i mean it was very welcome it was very welcome yeah i would say honestly everything from when he started suddenly exhibiting um athletic prowess because he was going to save you know he had like a real motivation to do it yep like everything from there to the end i was i I enjoyed a lot i did too yeah it was a nice wrap up there i had no clue what was happening there in those final seconds and i was just trying to keep up and could not believe (laughs) I mean, in some ways, like it made me think about that amazing sequence in the movie Up. It was like that boiled yeah. down to yeah. 30 seconds at the very end of your movie. Uh, I mean, it just, I just, I yeah. wouldn't even begin to be able to think of doing that for anything. I mean, it's just so, well, I don't know. And that's, yeah, no, and, and that's kind of the neat thing is, you know, there really isn't any kind of, um, relationship built between the two of them. You right, just exactly. Know yeah. that that's the girl that he kind of likes and that he's doing this for, 
And so, yeah, to have them end up together and then end up dead at the end, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I, I would kind of like to think that's that's like a very knowing thing. Like, yeah, yeah, no one really cares about this relationship. Like, it was all just for gag. So let's let's have everybody walking out thinking about those two gravestones at the end, how everyone is going to die. Yeah, I know. Like, and like, right. the, here it again, is. I really wish I could gauge... And see what the hell people did when that popped up in the theater. And then suddenly yeah. that's the end of the movie. There was, were they yeah. laughing or were they just like, what the hell just happened? Uh, wow. yeah. yeah. It gets people talking, that's for sure. You know? It does. Uh, especially in a movie where there is no talking. So, Craig, that is college. Now, what do we make about this movie as a whole? How do we recommend uh, this particular movie? Knowing what we know about it. <laughs> I don't know that I would recommend anyone like jump to this one. It was fine. It was diverting for, for a little while. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I could skip this one for a while. How, how did you feel about it? I think the same. And now the question is like, do we, are we okay if this movie just disappears? Because of I that think sequence. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not enough reason for this to exist and and have that, you know. I, yeah, there's no. Like this this could, yeah, this, this movie could go to vinegar. No one ever sees it again. I don't think we'd be that much poorer for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. tough to say, you know. I mean, like the, the film nerd in me is just like, oh, it's so hard and painful to hear, you know. And like I immediately was just thinking, I was like, well, you know. The lady that played his mom in this movie, like she had nothing to do with yeah. with any of that stuff, you know. And it's oh like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's it's an interesting case study for exactly what's going on right now in society and pop culture specifically. It seems like, and uh, yeah, it, it it makes you think about like the stuff that's being made right now and uh, all the care and concern that we're putting into it being, you know, respectful and, and decent. And, mm -hmm. and you know, representative and, and inclusive and everything. Man, it, is there something a hundred years from now where people are just going to look at it and go, "Yeah, I don't. This is just uh, yeah. okay if it if it's never seen again." <laughs> I, I mean, there probably will be, <laughs> well, yeah. right? I mean, there might be something. You know, uh, maybe our alien I overlords are so. like, "I don't know. This these movie was people." I don't know. Well, now that I've seen this movie, I am going to do my best to do a little research on this particular matter uh, specifically and see kind of what maybe some other sort of film scholars have had to say about it and um, and kind of get their thoughts on it. And I'll report back uh, soon. That'd be very cool. Craig, we're back next yeah. time. Uh, Hiding Out is the movie we're going to tee up. Everybody come back, check that out. You got any last words for us tonight, sir? Damn fine, Perfect. Thank you. All right, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.